I was talking to someone the other day, and the kind of question came up of, you know, there being people who were questioning whether taking the proper precautions during this time uh, with the coronavirus is, um, you know, is taking these precautions, is that indicative of having a lack of faith in God and his ability to protect us? And uh, that question just really kind of struck me. And because I really didn't think about it that way, but it caused me to kind of go on a journey to really look at the scriptures. And even though I knew some of these scriptures and I already kind of had my thoughts gathered on this, I didn't realize maybe um, how much some folks were struggling in this area. Um, So I wanted to take a few minutes and put together a podcast that kind of addresses that question. And so to to really look at that, so, you know, when I put on a mask or gloves or whatever, and and, and especially this quarantine, you know, is, is living in this kind of lifestyle, is that in any way showing a lack of faith of God's ability to protect us? Now, my short answer is absolutely not. But let me let me explain how I came to that conclusion. First off, I, I want to read to you Leviticus, and let me set this up for you. So God's children had come out of his, out of Egypt. Uh, they're now in the wilderness, and it's here that God hands down His laws. Now He not only gives us you know the Ten Commandments, but also these uh, what we kind of refer to as the Mosaic laws. There were laws about, um, there were ceremonial laws, right? There were moral laws, but there was also these social laws that really governed uh, socially, um, you know, how they were to conduct themselves toward each other. Uh, But also nestled in that, we also see there are laws here that really are about maintaining the health of the nation of Israel. And so I want to read from you uh, Leviticus uh, from chapter 11, verses 39 through 40. And I'm going to give you a couple passages. And it says, If any animal which you may eat dies, whoever touches its carcass shall be unclean until the evening. And whosoever eats of its carcass shall wash his clothes and be unclean until the evening. And whoever carries the carcass shall wash his clothes and be unclean until the evening. Now, I want you to think about that. So when, when, when they are declared unclean until evening, um, what, what that means is that when they are considered unclean, they're not to go touch someone else and that someone else becomes unclean. Remember, we don't have refrigeration and stuff like that back, you know, this is probably 4,000 years ago. Uh, somewhere in that time frame. And so they don't have refrigeration or things that we have today to preserve, you know, food and stuff like that. And so this is not, there There are always spiritual implications to these things. You know, we, we see, um, you know, other places in the scripture where they'll use this, you know, uh, this this talk of being unclean and cleansing ourselves and stuff like that. So God is teaching them also spiritual things through this, 
you know, but this is literally literally a physical law. Um, and we know that, you know, disease is spread, uh, you know, through decay, right? And so uh, as soon as something is dead, it starts to break down and starts to decay. And so this is about remaining clean um, and knowing that, you know, once you're declared unclean, you're not to go around and, you know, and hug a bunch of people and shake a bunch of hands and all that stuff. And so this this is about cleanliness, uh, and about protection against disease. Leviticus chapter 13, verses 24 through 28, it says, Or when the body has a burn on its skin, and the raw flesh of the burn becomes a spot, reddish, white, or white, the priest shall examine it. And if the hair, and if the hair in the spot has turned white and it appears deeper than the skin, then it is a leprous disease. It has broken out in the burn, and the priest shall pronounce him unclean. It is the case of the leprous disease. But if the priest examines it, and there is no white hair in the spot, uh, and it is no deeper than the skin, but has faded, the priest shall shut him up for seven days. So let's stop there for a second. So that someone has a burn on their skin. Um, what they're, what God is doing is he's, you know, he's giving the priest instruction here and giving the people instruction as well, uh, to take a look at this, you know, and if it's developed these white spots or whatever, um, you know, we, we got to be careful about that, right? Because, you know, this is kind of what leprosy looks like. So this is kind of helping them determine whether something is just a burn on the skin or it's a spot that has become leprous. Right, so if he examines it and there's, it says there's no white hair in the spot, it's no deeper than the skin, but it's faded, the priest shall shut him up for seven days. So right now it doesn't appear to be leprous, but guess what? That person has to be quarantined for seven days. Now think about this. This is not, you know, again, leprosy even in itself is, you know, uh, is used symbolic for sin and other places in the scripture, but this is really about physical things and it's about physical health. I said, okay, it doesn't, you know, it, it, it doesn't uh, appear there's not a white hair in the spot and it doesn't seem to be any deeper in the skin, but to be sure and to be safe, this person will be quarantined for seven days. And then it says, and if the priest shall examine him on the seventh day, Right, so he's quarantined for seven days, and on the seventh day, the priest is going to look at it again. It says, if it is spreading in the skin, then the priest shall pronounce him unclean. It is a case of a leprous disease. In other words, if it's spreading at this point, you know, it's it's something deeper, um, and he'll cons- be considered leprous at this point. It says, but if the spot remains in one place and does not spread in the skin, but has faded, in other words, in seven days, this 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 spot should have gotten started to get better, um, but has faded. It is swelling f- from the burn. The priest shall pronounce him clean, for it is the scar of the burn. So this is trying to help them determine, you know, the difference between having a burn and something that has become infected and become leprous. Now, if it became leprous, you know, they would then be, you know, quarantined indefinitely. Right, so they had leper colonies and things like that because they couldn't pe- let people who were leprous come and live among the people who were not. 
simply because, you know, that disease would spread. Um, now, keep in mind that the people who touch the leper also become, you know, unclean and have to show themselves to the priest. And, you know, I'm not going to get much deeper into that. But so, you know, right now there's no medical doctors, right? But God, in in his medical knowledge, because he has infinite wisdom, um, he's, you know, he's taking care of them in a way uh, that a doctor would tell you today of what to do. So as a doctor examines the wound and see if it's spreading and things like that, um, the, God has laid this down in his law for his people who right now don't have, you know, the, the technology that we have. And so he's he's doing it in his way by setting these laws uh, to make sure that they remain a healthy people and to make sure that disease does not break out among his people. Now, <clears throat> Numbers chapter 19, we're going to look at that as well. But I, I just want you to think that, you know, when they touch something unclean, they need to go wash themselves and wash their clothes. And, and let's think about what we're being told today, right? Being told today is about washing our hands, um, not coming in contact with things that are, you know, that are unclean, not taking that chance. Now, there are workers um, that, that have to put themselves into harm's way. And there were even back then, I mean, there were people who helped nurse, uh, you know, these lepers and stuff, and they, and they even lived among them. And so I'm sure there was many people that God had touched in a special way to keep them from getting that disease while they ministered to those who did have it, right? Um, I think about the lepers that came to Jesus and asked to be made whole, right? Uh, that's just a, a beautiful story because, you know, it wasn't just about the pain of having leprosy, but it was the pain of being separated as well from the people they loved, Right, because they had to be quarantined, they had to be kept away, lest they infect the ones that they love. And so we see this whole disease prevention and everything right here in the scriptures. So Numbers chapter 19, verses 14 through 19 says, This is the law when someone dies in a tent. Everyone who comes into the tent and everyone who is in the tent shall be unclean seven days. And every open vessel that has no cover fastened on it is unclean. Whoever in the open field touches someone who was killed with a sword, who died naturally, or touches a human bone or grave, shall be unclean for seven days. Now, again, so now they're touching something that is dead, right? And so, yes, some people has to touch it. Somebody's got to bury this person, right? But, um, but they shall be then quarantined for, guess what? seven days and it says for the for the unclean they shall take some ashes of the burnt sin offering and fresh water shall be added in a vessel then a clean person shall take hyssop and dip it in the water and sprinkle it on the tent and all the furnishings and on the persons who were there and on whoever touched the bone or the slain or the dead in the grave and the clean person shall sprinkle it on the unclean on the third day and on the seventh day Thus on the seventh day he shall cleanse him, he shall wash his clothes, bathe himself in water, and at evening he shall be clean. Uh, so here we see a physical uh, portion of this, but we also see a symbolic um, spiritual portion about, you know, the the hyssop, uh, you know, and, and, and the um, dipping it into the ashes of the burnt sin offering. So again, 
we see this uncleanliness, we see this also equated with sin, but there is the actual physical aspect of this in which they need to wash themselves, wash their clothes, um, and remain, you know, out of contact with everyone else for the seven days to make sure that they didn't pick up any kind of disease off of the dead body. So God cared very much about cleanliness and disease prevention. Uh, he cared very much about making sure that disease didn't spread. Now, could God miraculously just make that happen? Yes. Um, but God, you know, God in his wisdom teaches us wisdom and helps us to understand these things. And so this, he was showing them, you know, how to remain clean and how to prevent uh, disease from running rampant. And we see in history things like plagues coming in and just wiping out whole towns and things like that. Um, but if we were to practice this kind of cleanliness, um, just think about, you know, how that could be prevented, right? Um, I've also read some things that were apparent that were supposedly quoted by um, Martin Luther um, to the effect of, you know, when the, the plague broke out in his time, he's like, you know, if God calls me to go minister to someone or, or I'm needed, I will go and I will trust him. But until then, I will remain away from that uh, and keep myself separate uh, and away from that disease. And so, again, I'm just paraphrasing this, and, you know, I'm also kind of trusting the people who quoted it. Um, but it makes sense to me, and several people have, have quoted and given specific instances of where they where it was taken from Luther's writing, so I'm, I'm trusting that. But, um, you know, we, we have to use the common sense that God has given us, right? Um, since they didn't have the science of medicine that we have now, uh, but God in his infinite wisdom of all things, including medical stuff and disease, taught his people how to prevent it, even though he didn't maybe give them the why and he didn't scientifically tell them how diseases spread. But yet, by his commands, he took care of them and kept them clean, right? Um, so I believe ignoring precautions by doctors who are gifted with a knowledge of medicine and expertise from disease, I believe it's dishonorable to God by, by not paying attention to that, right? We're ignoring the common sense that God gave us, um, and I believe that that would be, you know, uh, you know breaking God's law, uh, you know, I don't want to equate anything to that because God is holy, He is righteous, but when God gave these commands for the cleanliness and how to stay away from disease, um, I believe if we ignore the medical uh, information that we have in today's society um, with science, I believe in, in some ways that, that that's like ignoring God when he said that when you touch something unclean, you go wash yourself, right? And don't do touch anybody else uh, until that time period's over to make sure that you are uh, you're not infected in any way. So, you know, God gave these laws of cleanliness um, for their own health, right? It says, you know, and now when we kind of look at what's happening today, you know, I don't think in any way, shape, or form are we... Uh, are, are we dishonoring God or in, in no way are we showing weak faith by following medical advice? I just, 
I don't think that even makes sense uh, the way some people are saying it, right? And I just think that we, we have to look at how God interacted with his people uh, and and realize that he told his people to, to remain clean and to stay away from disease and even quarantine them. So uh, I, I think we need to do likewise today in following the medical advice, which is very similar Right, these doctors didn't come up with quarantine first. God did. God came up with that. Right? God already knew before the test of time that this is how this worked. All we're doing is now discovering it through science research that God was right all along. Right? So it really just points to His infinite knowledge. Right? So I think that we honor Him by following that. Um, instead of not, you know, dishonoring him by, you know, by, by doing these things, by taking precautions, right? Another thing is I do not believe in any way that this pandemic is a plague against the ungodly. <clears throat> Some people ask me, do you think this is a plague God sent out because of all that we've done? And my answer is no. And here's the reason my answer is no. Uh, I believe this disease was developed somehow, either through natural um, causes or maybe, you know, we don't know. Um, I don't, I don't, I'm never a conspiracy theorist, um, but it could have been developed by a person to harm us. Absolutely. But here's what I do know. I do know that anytime that God has sent out a plague, like the plagues of Egypt, right? I've been saying this, we're not Israel and this ain't Egypt. When God gave those plagues in Egypt, right? First off, there was a warning, Right? Moses gave the Pharaoh a warning, let my people go. And since the Pharaoh didn't, you know, since his heart was hardened and he didn't, God uh, then gave them these plagues. Now, the, out of those plagues, if you do, you know, if you look into those plagues, you'll find out that they were very specific. Each one of those plagues had a very specific reason that God chose those. Uh, and it was basically... Uh, an attack, if you will, right, or a response to Egyptian gods that they worshipped. And so it was God showing that he had power and that their gods were just, you know, in their imagination, that he possessed a real power. So each one of those plagues were very specific. But remember, there was a clear understanding of, you know, that it was given by God to Pharaoh to make sure he knew, first off, he had a choice to make, right? Let my people go, and he chose not to. So then they told him the plagues were coming, and they were very specific. There was no one that was questioning why these plagues occurred. Of course, and then uh, the last plague, when death came through the camp, taking out the firstborn, um, that's when the Pharaoh, you know, he, he let him go. Of course, then he chased him down, but, and we won't need to get into that story right now uh, in those kind of details, but you get the idea that God always warns people, and God tells them what's coming. And so then for us to just kind of get a plague when, you know, and, and there's so many people with so many different thoughts, and, you know, some people are taking scriptures and they're adding the numbers up and it comes up to 666 and all these, all this. Listen, I will tell you this. When God sends something, there won't be any doubt as to whether it was him or not and also why. God is always very clear. He communicates. He, he, is, he is the great communicator. 
right? And so God's always clear about these things. And to uh, this, there's been nothing clear about anything in this pandemic, right? There's been nothing clear other than the fact that um, people will use fear to to get what they want, and people are scared because you know they don't want to die. And so that's some of the things we're seeing out of this, right? I think about when when God spoke against Nineveh, he told Jonah to go go cry out against Nineveh. And it was, you know, he gave them very clear instructions that if you do not repent, then I'm going to bring calamity upon the land. Um, And so very clear. So God is not going to do something and just leave us guessing and wondering if it's him or not. Trust me, when God does something, you will know it. Um, That is absolutely uh, something you can take to the bank. Now, I do not pretend to know a mind of God, right? Uh, He does give us great understanding of his nature and how he communicates. Um, And also, I will say this, God is not the author of confusion, right? So uh, God is very clear when he does things. Um. I'm hoping in some way this may help you to understand that taking the precautions, uh, you know, washing our hands, uh, being selective, who we come in contact with, you know, wearing the mask, uh, all of this um, is just us using the, the knowledge that's been given to us on how to prevent the spread of this virus. It's bottom line. Um it in no way diminishes my faith because I practice safe health uh, practices. Um, in no way am I diminishing my faith. In no way am I weak in my faith because I do that. Matter of fact, it strengthens my faith because I know uh, that God took care of his people as I read in Leviticus and in Numbers. Um, and God has given us the knowledge that we do have uh, and the science that we do have is all a gift from him. And so, uh, you know, it's a lot of um, what dictates whether we're honoring God or not isn't so much whether we wear a mask or whatever. It's how we act when we do those things. You know, do we still show a trust in God? Because we can be, you know, we can practice, you know, all the all the, the, the sanitary things, right, um, that that we know to do. But I will tell you this, if God calls me into a place where someone's sick and he says, Huff, I I need you there and I want you to go there, um, then I can go there and I'll trust God that he'll take care of me, right? Um, And so I don't have to worry about those things. And that doesn't even mean that I won't get the disease, Uh, but I'll trust God to know that he is sovereign and his will is perfect. But until God calls me to do that, uh, then I'm going to remain, you know, practicing uh, these safe health guidelines, right? Ignoring medical advice is foolish and in no way honors God, right? Um, people that say, I'm not going to do this. I got faith in God that he can sustain me and then go out and do foolish things. All they're doing is being a fool. All they're doing is tempting God, and uh, that in no way brings him honor, but how we act in these times, we can still show kindness. We can still go out of our way to do good things for, for people, and we should be. And we can do them in a safe manner. You know, uh, Brother Kevin made a comment that, you know, if if Domino's can, can do uh, no-touch deliveries, then so can we, right? So um, it's it's not 
our faith isn't displayed or or non-displayed by by taking the the health precautions. Um, our faith is displayed when we 